Hello, world, and welcome to The Shannon Joy Show. We're broadcasting from the Joy Virtual Studio right here in the beautiful Finger Lakes region of New York State. So good to be with all of you tonight. Big thank you to our sponsors, Gold Co. and The Vanish Holster. You're going to be hearing about them along with the wellness company later on the program. So thrilled to welcome into the Joy Virtual Studio once again our good friend, Ed Dowd. He is the author of Cause Unknown. He is one of the founding members of Finance Technologies, and he is one of the leaders in uh, truth-telling in an age where it is so difficult to get the truth. The devastating impact of the COVID-19 vaccines, the bodies are piling up, the injuries are piling up, devastating um, uh, impact on natural immune systems, and this is beginning to impact the labor market, the economy, society. He was an analyst and executive at BlackRock for many, many years, a brilliant human being. You've seen him on a lot of different platforms, and he is with us tonight. Edward, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on again, Shannon. It's so good to be here. How's Maui? Uh, fabulous, as yeah. always. It, yeah, um, yeah. I'm blessed. <laughs> So I want to talk with you tonight about two major reports that have come out of your organization, Finance Finance Technologies, um, looking at kind of this, this growing perfect storm of COVID-19 vaccine injury and death impacting labor markets, uh, a report that you have just reviewed out of the UK, looking at the um, their uh, official statistics and also um, inflation, all of the manipulations regarding the United States economy, our monetary policy from 2020 and beyond, now creating what you call a roller coaster of inflation. And what you're saying now is deflation. All of this kind of coming together to uh, create some really nasty conditions, unfortunately, that we are going to be facing in the next six to 12 months, potentially 18 months. And I don't want, you know, this is kind of a hard conversation to have because it is scary and um, the indicators are bad, but I also uh, want to encourage the audience as we have this discussion to understand that there are always things that they can do that we can do individually from our own corner of the world to mitigate our, the damage to our own families, our own economies, and our own local communities. Um, we can talk about some of the solutions, potentially pol political solutions after that, but I really want to just give you the the platform to you know talk about these two reports and what you guys are seeing as you're looking at signals economically in you know in the next uh 12 to 18 months sure so let's start with the uh, vaccine side of the story so we did a um vaccine damage report where we finally identified the injured the injured are uh in our estimation in the u.s 26.6 million and that presents itself in chronic illness, lost work time, absences, and those numbers showed up in the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, where uh, it went up in 2020 uh, and a little, and then 21 it took off, and then in 22 it just accelerated. And we saw 13 standard deviations in 2022 above a 20-year trend line of lost work time and absences. So what does that mean? Well, what that means is. Um, and we suspect it's the vaccine causing uh, the immune system to blow up. And so you get sick from a bunch of different things. You go to the doctor, doctor treats the symptom, not the underlying cause, which is a blown up immune system, in our opinion. Mm -hmm. And uh, so th these people are chronically getting sick. They're, they're, they're uh, absent and they're missing work. And that affects 
productivity of the U.S. economy. Um, it affects those who are healthy that have to make up for those who miss the work. And if you're chronically sick and you're showing up to work, it's highly doubtful you're productive at 100%. You're probably, you know, 50% productive or 75% productive. So even when you're there, you're not doing the greatest right. uh, work you could do. Um, so that 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 showed up in the U.S. Then we did a oh, we did a similar analysis in the U.K. from the ONS uh, database, and we found the exact same statistical deviation absences in lost work time in the UK. They measure a little differently, but it, the, the, the the standard deviation in 2022, it took, interestingly enough, they went down in 2020 hmm. and they started going back up in 21 and then it, 22 it exploded just like the US. There are 12 standard deviations above their 20 year trend line. So what do we, what do we, what, what does that say? So we got the US data and we have UK across the pond what do we know? Vaccines were introduced and mandated in uh, in 2021, and now we have a sick population. Um, and the, the you know I've obviously talked about uh, excess deaths and disabilities, and the injuries are way bigger than uh, this is manifesting in a way bigger number than the disabilities and the deaths. The problem is is that the, these injured uh, don't necessarily get, uh, are going to stay in that bucket. They could eventually become disabled or mm. dead. Yeah. So, so these buckets aren't, you know, so from the 26.6 million injured, unless they figure out that they've been injured by the vaccine and treat that. And I do think there's ways to, to detox this stuff. And there's, you know, doctors coming out with different protocols. Sure. But unless the problem is identified nationally and we halt the don't halt the vaccines, this is just going to continue to grow and grow and grow. And, you know, I've I've said uh, on a number of other podcasts that we're looking at a glacial Mad Max where, you know, you just don't have enough people around to do stuff. So yeah. a lot of the good, so the economy will suffer. Um, uh, goods and services that we take for granted will disappear. Um, and uh, that's just the way it's going to be unless we stop this. And that's my single focus has always been to halt the vaccination program. And so far crickets on that. Mm. Uh, it doesn't seem it's even though, there's a lot of good news in the booster uptake and word of mouth is spreading. There's still colleges mandating this. There's still first responders having to take this. There are still corporations that are still mandating this. And until this is stopped, it's just the problem's not going to go away. So again, just, you know, this is a fraud uh, that I identified. And then, you know, if this was a stock uh, and I was shorting this stock as we've rolled through the time, this would be one of my biggest short positions on the planet. Uh, in my portfolio, um, because I'm 150 to 200 percent convinced we're correct. And if it's yeah. not the vaccine, what is it and why aren't we talking about it? And that takes you right back to the vaccine, because why wouldn't you want to even talk about this unless it was the vaccine? So we're having, we right now have, we have pandemic numbers. So the, the WHO ended the pandemic several weeks ago. Rochelle Walensky resigned. The pandemic's over. But today we have excess deaths, disabilities, and missed work time injuries that are pandemic numbers. Mm. We did not have these numbers in 2020. This is a joke. 
the hospitals were empty. The emergency rooms were empty. The doctors and nurses were making TikToks in 2020 for six months of the worst global pandemic ever. Now, if you go into an emergency room in New York State, they are filled to the brim. It is like a third world country. The conditions are decrepit and disgusting. I've seen them for myself. And this is not being talked about anywhere on mainstream news media. It is it is a very bizarre situation where you have reality and then the reality that is being presented to people by mainstream news media. And they still have a lot grip on that media apparatus, even though we're making some some movement into Twitter and social media you still are are moving alongside this population of people who are like zombies. They don't, they, it's, it's the most bizarre thing. But you mentioned, you know, Ed, when you started, it started with a hunch looking at uh, anecdotals that you were seeing. And then you were looking at the actuarial data and the insurance company data. And that really uh, um, underscored what your hunch was about the COVID-19 vaccines and chronic long-term illness, injury, and death. And now you're looking at actual government data. That's what's very new and different about what we're seeing now. Everything that you said that you've been saying and that you put out in your book, Cause Unknown, is now being underscored by the very governments who refuse to acknowledge what is happening. And that's manifesting in three different ways. What you're talking about, we know about vaccine injury, right? These are the, the catastrophic injuries, the inflammatory injuries, Injuries, neurological that happen post COVID vaccine, 24 hours, 44 hours, or 48 hours, maybe in the first week. Then you have the deaths, people who are just, they're killed. <laughs> they, they take the COVID 19 vaccine and it kills them. Sudden death syndrome that we're seeing uh, that was popularized even in Died Suddenly um, with, with their work. You're talking about now chronic illness, a chronic degraded immune system that some people have termed, um, you know, like an autoimmune disorder, right? Vaccine induced autoimmune disorder, which would be a VADES type of situation. Is that what is that what is different that you're seeing in these numbers um, in, in addition to the death and the, the immediate yeah, injury? It, it's VADES, vaccine acquired immune deficiency syndrome. And to those of us that aren't vaccinated, that are in the workforce, because I've heard plenty of anecdotes. You're, they talk about their, because they're awake and they know what the cause is, they see their coworkers chronically coming down with bouts of COVID, pneumonia, yeah, shingle, time. you know, we, just weird things out of nowhere. Um, blood clots, sometimes stroke, we, just weird things. And here's the, here's the sad thing. A lot of people are disabled and shouldn't be working, but they're getting, they're coming to work anyways, because they need to, because they may be a single earner. So there's like, the, some of the disabled are, are, you know, are still working. And I, one anecdote I heard was someone went in to go see their general practitioner here on Maui, and the person showed up, clearly had had a stroke, needed assistance from the, from a personal assistant. So they're in, they're in the doctor's office. There's an, a woman with the doctor like entering everything into computer and this person clearly was disabled but was still practicing it's a disaster yeah it's a complete disaster a complete disaster and this is impacting and this is something that is different when we come back i want to move into the economic data because throughout human history we have recessions and depressions and economic turmoil and we have wartime economies and peacetime economies, and you have pandemics and plagues and all of these things that happen at different moments. But 
when you marry together these horrific man-made government-made economic conditions that that they have now placed our country in along with a a very very sick and getting sicker population this has the impact of what i mentioned being that perfect storm and so when we come back i want to look at the the economic forecast and um a couple other things because people need to prepare right this is not to scare anyone but people need to prepare and we also need to force our politicians to your point nothing's changing no one's talking about this we're entering a 2023 presidential campaign in a primary cycle and the you know the the majority of the political parties are pretending like it didn't happen which is just kind of crazy to me so when we come back we're going to discuss this and more with our good friend ed dowd i've often said i think he's one of the, the most fascinating brilliant people in in the world right now understanding like the 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 signals and kind of the macro impact of what has happened to us in the past three years we cannot forget we cannot allow them to drag us into a new political cycle and move into the next emergency because we're going to be worse off than we were even in 2020. We'll be back in a moment right here on The Shannon Joy Show. Ed Dowd is with us tonight in the Joy Virtual Studio. Get his book, purchase it. It is Cause Unknown. He was one of the early truth tellers and early adapter. He saw the writing on the wall with the COVID-19 vaccine and catastrophic illness and death. He uh, put that out in a very comprehensive way in his book, Cause Unknown. And he's also a founding member of Finance Technology. This is where you are going to get good information. This is the best of the best of the best in terms of information. And we're talking about that tonight with Ed Dowd. Welcome back, Edward. We were just talking about the the devastating... Quick question, actually, before we get into your economic forecast moving into uh, 2024. Um, in terms of the injury and death, and you mentioned the chronically ill workforce, which is what you've seen coming out of the UK and US data, um, wouldn't you expect for that to go down now that we're seeing uh, people reject the boosters? I think it's somewhere around 10% of people who are taking the boosters now in the US. Shouldn't we see better health outcomes? Um, so unfortunately, as booster uptake went down during 22, we saw an acceleration in this lost work time. So okay. the problem is, is about so between dead, disabled and injured, it's about 28 million people in the U.S. Um, that's about 10 percent of the population. It's higher if we were to do it uh, as a percent of the workforce. It's probably, you know, north of 40. Unbelievable. That. Yeah. That's uh, and. and and, 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 you know, look, one of the biggest points I made uh, to prove it's the vaccine is I showed through the actuarial data and the disability data that it was detrimental to your health to be employed in 21 and 22. So, right. again, again, that's a relationship that's always been inverted. The, those employed are healthier than those not, mm. generally speaking. And that all inverted in 21 and 22. So we have a workforce that's... Uh, um, Unfortunately, they're not, even though the booster uptake is down, they may have blown up their immune system and they need to fix that and they need to mm -hmm. detoxify. And until, until we have a national discussion and end the vaccine program and identify what's gone on, this is going to continue and people are going to go to their general practitioners and they'd be like, oh, you know, um, 
I'm constantly getting sick and they'll, they'll treat a symptom. They'll, they won't ever identify the whole, the holistic approach, which is your immune system has been blown up by the spike protein. Uh, and, 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 and so that needs to be, that needs to be addressed. And until it is, uh, this is going to carry on. And we're, you know, those of us who are in the know have asymmetric information. We're like the smart money and those who don't know are the dumb money mm. and they're on the wrong side of the trade. And right. until, until this information becomes no longer asymmetric, uh, it's just, you know, spreading word of mouth. The good news is, you know, I, I get more and more people who are kind of turning and those are people who are not invested egoically in the vaccine. A lot of people had to take it, didn't want to. A lot yeah. of people just trusted, but they didn't have the, you know, it wasn't part of their like, you know, tribal identity. And they weren't, you know, like, you know, so adamant about uh, living in fear that they, you know, told all their relatives that were unvaccinated to go pound sand. So those people are turning. Yeah. We still have the 20 to 25 percent of the country. That's I call them hardcore, hard, hardcore COVIDians. Yeah. You know, my, my, my opinion on them is just, you know, you, you can't you can't rationalize facts to someone whose position is based on emotion. These are the people on Wall Street that would ride stocks down to zero. Right. So unfortunately, we got about 20 percent of the population who's going to ride their health down to zero. Mm. It's that's terrible. it. That, that's, that's the way it works. And they'll never, and, and, and even if this were to come out, a lot of people will still like live in denial. Right. You talk about the movable middle. Uh, th these are the people we have to reach. These are people who didn't want to get the vaccine. They're not married to the vaccine. They're not rabid lockdowners, maskers or yeah. vaxxers. And they are now in the process of being of being red pilled. I had a, a I had a conversation. It was it was actually very it was almost a um, it, it, it took me aback uh, with a friend who whose husband has been he's a he's about to go on disability he's been struggling for a, few, a a full year with these mystery illnesses with chronic fatigue and pain and inflammation and has gone to doctor after doctor typical to what you just said cannot find they don't they don't know what they're talking about because they're all still in the matrix and uh unable to get well he was finally diagnosed with what they said was long covid but there's no cure. And she was just so upset and so distraught. And I finally just said in the course of the conversation, I'm like, it doesn't, it, it sounds to me like he's vaccine injured. And she sat back and Edward, I'm telling you, it was as if it just washed, washed over her immediately. It was in the span of five minutes that she was like, it's all coming. She's like, you're right. He had, you know, got the vaccine, two boosters. I had the vaccine, two boosters. She's walking herself back through her memory of like when the symptoms came on. She went immediately to how bad is my batch, plugged in their batch, batches. They were toxic batches. She was crying. She, like, you know, it was like, it was that fast. And all she needed was just that, that door to open, just a crack, like permission to say and to just even think in her mind wait a second, it's the vaccine. And she's saying to me, and I was so, sh I'm so shocked because I've been saying this for years and I get bashed over the head for it and called an anti-vaxxer and, and it's tragic, you know, but I gave her all of my resources. I sent her to wellness company and I have places here in Rochester where, you know, people won't think that she's crazy. And she was just like, just the relief of like, it's like she knew in a second. So to your point, you know, I think that 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 it's this is always in flux like it's nothing is ever static right we Correct. were 
but it's always growing, especially because it's the truth. Correct. Correct. Well, and that the point is, there's you know a lot of people uh, that were on our side are still mad about it, and they you know they say f off to all the people who took it, and that's oh. not the right. That's a lot of people who took it didn't know any better and weren't not. You know, they just had to keep their job because, the, and they thought, well, how bad could it be? Right. I try, you know, everyone's getting it. I mean, I can't, be, but they, they didn't know. They didn't know. And those, are the, those are the people who are going to come on our side and help change everything. And those are the people we need to get. The COVIDians are lost to us and yeah. I don't care because they, they're religious and, you know, you can't, belief is the enemy and knowing, knowing, and they believe that uh, their new religion is uh, sacrosanct. And uh, Anthony Fauci is their high priest. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about the COVIDians and the political COVIDians in the next segment, but I do want to get into the data and your, you, what you're looking at. Um, this is the report. It's post number 11 um, on inflation, correct? Um, this is essentially the inflation roller coaster. And you are now, um, you are now predicting over at Finance Technologies, that deflation is coming next, and this roller coaster is con- is going to continue, and things are going to get pretty dicey, especially in you know fall of twenty three, but really moving into twenty four. And for the first time, people are actually going to feel this recession. We're kind of in a recession now, as you're seeing it. Bed Bath and Beyond out of business Tuesday morning, out of business. We're seeing the help wanted signs everywhere. Right, no one has enough labor. Everyone can see that. We have the inflation that you had predicted because of the massive uh, printing of money by the federal government in 2020. I mean, this is all government created, but now the monetary policy and what they're doing with interest interest rates is just contributing to kind of the nightmare. So I just like threw a lot at you. It's I mean, it's a it's a mess. What what are you seeing? What have you guys been looking at um, in terms of what's going to happen to our economy here in the U.S. in the coming months? Yeah, so we we have. Um, my partners, Carlos and Yuri, are brilliant PhD physicists. And Carlos wrote a book and has uh, a, a hedge fund model and economic models that predict the future. And he wrote a book called Economic Cycles, Debt and Demographics. He talked about COVID and the coming inflation. And basically, we have what we call early cycle indicators. They started rolling. They went. They were very positive into the January, February timeframe of 2022, and then they rolled. They were still positive. Now they're pinned uh, to the floor indicating recession. And so what we're seeing in terms of recessionary economic um, recession, a a recession similar to the SNL crisis in the 90s. Now that could get worse if there's a systemic issue, meaning something happens to the plumbing of the financial system, and then that Katie barred the door. Uh, but so we got a bad recession coming. What's different about 1990 and today is the financialization of our economy. Our economy has been uh, basically on 14 years of zero interest rates. Mm. And because of that, um, people have uh, built leverage up into the system. And our, that's why the, the powers that be fight recessions so badly, because re- recessions are deflationary okay. and they contract credit. So the, 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 we've been fighting, we've, you know, the last recession, official recession we had was in the, the 2009 financial crisis. And we have one coming and we've, uh, what did we do since 2009? We solved the debt problem with more debt. Right. So, so everything is so levered that we can, the system really can't handle a deleveraging event anymore. And so this one has potentially be really bad. 
And because of what the Fed has done with interest rates, they've gone from zero to 5% in 13 months. It's the fastest interest rate percent increase in the history of the Federal Reserve. And if you don't think that's going to leave a skid mark in the system, well, you don't understand how the system works. And the monetary supply, M2, the year-over-year growth rate went negative in uh, November of last year. It's now minus 5%. The last time we saw a reading like this was in 1930. Mm. And people need to understand something. The, the stock market crashed in 29. Um, the real damage came in 30 and 31. So we had a stock market crash in 29. Then we had a rally to April of 1930. And that's when the market really went down. And the, the stock market lost 80% of its value over a two-year, three-year period. So we're now seeing a similar type setup where um, we saw COVID was very, uh, the COVID war, I call it a war, was very inflationary. They spent yeah. a ton of money like drunken sailors. And that was an attempt to save the system. And uh, But then they created too much inflation. So now they're taking away the punch bowl. And on the other side of this, we're seeing credit contraction, credit is tightening, the economic indicators are falling off a cliff. And anecdotally, I'm hearing from my friends on Maui that have real businesses. Yeah. Mo- the mo- moving business leads are way down. Yeah. Real estate, escrow, and title companies are telling me that they're closing down offices. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's coming. And it's here. The mainstream media is not talking about it. So the, we're already in recession. It's about to go uh, to the, it's going to get obvious soon when the stock market start, stop, start collapsing. And those of you who want to know why the stock market's up, there's been six stocks in the index carrying the S&P 500. Uh, they're up 65%. They're the biggest market cap companies. There's six of them. Mm-hmm. The, average stock, the average stock in the s and is down 1.4% this year. So we call that breadth. And that doesn't end well. And mm-hmm. once those six stocks stop going up and start going down, then you're going to see the, the indices start, the headline indices start to go down. And that's when the general public will become more aware. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, they're trying to prevent that because what you can't, you know, price eventually will wake people up. But we're already in recession. It's bad. Um, and of course, the labor force has shrunk because of the disabilities and the injuries and the deaths. So the Fed thinks that unemployment is still good. So they're, they're going to make the mistake of uh, keeping rates too high too long. So it's a double it's a double whammy. And so what we're seeing is we're going to be the, the, the buzzword today is inflation by Q4. We'll be talking about deflation. Um, you know, prices will start to come down. Inflation's already coming down and it's starting to decelerate. And we think it's going to go. We think inflation will go negative by the mm. first quarter of 24, which, you know, that'll be good in some, yeah. in some regard. Yeah. But 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 the problem is the job losses are going to get going pretty soon here, pretty fast. So. There's an indicator my friend Tim Wood at Cyclesman.com has. It's the unemployment growth rate. And usually it stays below zero. zero. Um, and uh, every time since 1949, it's usually been associated with a recession when it crosses the zero line. Okay. Since, since 2000, it's been 100%. So every time we cross the zero line, we had a recession. We had a recession in 2000, 2009. Um, and we just crossed the zero line this month. So um, we're at the beginning of this. The re- we've predicted the recession will be apparent to everyone come Q3, Q4. Right. Um, you know, j- at the end of this month, June, will be the end of the second quarter. But we're already rolling. We're rolling hard. The economic indicators are a disaster. Yeah. And uh, the Fed will go from 
uh, raising interest rates to eventually lowering interest rates because, uh, and we think what the Fed and the government are going to do, um, uh, they're going to lower interest rates. They're going to stop doing quantitative tightening. They're going to do QE again. They're, they'll print money. And printing money is debt creation, just so you're you're all aware. When you print money, it's you create debt. Right. And the government debt debacle, everyone's trying to wonder why Speaker McCarthy um, betrayed everybody and that they get, gave basically an uncapped debt ceiling to Biden. I think it's because, and I, I wasn't in the room, and this is pure speculation on my part, I think they were pulled aside and told, there's a storm coming and we, we're going to need the flexibility to spend uh, like drunken sailors to save the economy. Because when the, when the real economy shrinks, uh, if the government doesn't spend, it's a it's a total disaster. Uh, so they left themselves wiggle room to spend like drunken sailors. And here's the funny thing. Um, Tim Wood, my friend at Cyclesman.com, and I are looking at the national debt. And, you know, uh, it grew... After after the dot com bubble, they grew the debt fifty uh, percent mm. uh, uh, into the next recession. Yeah, and then uh, coming out of the great financial crisis, we we grew at a hundred percent, and uh, out of the COVID crisis, we grew at forty three percent. So we're projecting the the, the debt right now is thirty three. Coming out of this next crisis, we're projecting because it has to have a, it's the it's the flow. It's not the absolute dollars. We're projecting that the deficit, not the deficit, the total U.S. debt will go to 45 to 65 trillion coming out of the next crisis over the next several, you know, five years. So we're looking at 45 to 65 trillion from 33, five, six, seven years out. It's a disaster. That's a disaster. What does that look? When we come back, I want to ask you, that's a disaster. Uh, Before we go to break, is is there any acknowledgement of this from official people? (laughs) No, no, no. Okay. They don't. Well, they they may not even know themselves because they're not the brightest bulbs. But this is how the system works. So are they and, saying that we're in like a what are what are we in a, a healthy economy? Are we in a, what are? Yeah, on Friday they said everything's great. On Friday, yeah, everything's great. Unemployment's great. Everything's great. Um, so, I will tell I, I will tell you uh, that. Um, the problem with the debt growing as big as it is, the, the share that the government has of the GDP has been growing. Yeah. And after COVID, it became like 40% of the GDP. So yeah, as they own everything. Yeah. As the government grows, your freedoms uh, will go lower and lower and it becomes a, 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 a beast that needs to be fed. So they come after those who are productive. I mean, this is like, yeah, this is like Ann Rand, John Galt stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so. And, you know, that, and, and the people who have government jobs are going to like toe the line and, you know, be into woke and be into all the weirdness because they keep their jobs that way. Mm. And so, so it's, it's, it's just a beast. It's a beast. And, and the system, the system is a gener- multi-generational Ponzi scheme. Yeah. We also think uh, the CB, the central bank digital currency will be floated by very serious people in Q4. And we also think that a UBI will be introduced, universal basic income, to, to help those displaced by the recession, the coming AI, and the robots that they're going to roll out eventually. All right, let's talk about that when we come <laughs> well, I don't like... This is, this, is, this is just where yeah. we're going. This is where, yeah. Well, you know, let, let's talk about where we're going. And let's talk about um, if we have to go there. Maybe we don't. Maybe there are going to be winners and losers, and there are things that we can do um, to stop it or to change it. And that's what I'm always interested in, in, in the show. We're talking to Ed Dowd tonight. 
He is one of the original founders, uh, co-founders of Finance Technologies. I suggest you guys go there and check them out. Uh, A lot of great information. Also the author of Cause Unknown. We'll be back in a moment to continue this discussion right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Welcome back to the Shannon Joy Show. We're talking with Ed Dowd, pretty bleak economic outlook for the United States of America and Western democracies as a result of generational Ponzi schemes, what uh, Edward has referred to as essentially smash and grab. These politicians colluding with corporations, becoming more and more corrupt, becoming a beast that needs to be fed over and over, and they do that to the detriment of regular people in the free market who want to build houses and plant gardens and get married and have children and grandchildren and live free. And that's really what we're fighting for. We're fighting against this growing corruption. Edward, what do you see? You know, you talk about uh, we're moving into a deflationary period, uh, just a, a massive growing storm of economic insecurity. Again, um, the growing of government, right? The new catastrophe will be the economic catastrophe, which is what they created, but they will use as that as an excuse to consolidate more power, to move us into central bank- banking, digital currencies, and what you mentioned as a universal basic um, income. This is all, you know, the grand plans of the World Economic Forum people and the World Health Organization people. Um, what does this look like? What you described happening in the next 24 months, What does it look like for an average family, a middle-class American family, um, maybe one or two breadwinners? What does it look like for their 401k or their IRA? Um, Who will be the winners and losers? And let's start there. Like what, how does, because you always hear about like, this is coming and it's, and we're seeing, and I'm already seeing what you've described. Um, But what, what is this going to look like to regular people? Well, if you're a regular person and you have a 401k, I've been saying since January of 2022, just move some of your portfolio into cash. Everyone's like, well, it's inflation. No, the, the, the reason I say that is because financial assets are going to go way lower than the inflation rate. And then be like Warren Buffett and buy when everyone's in fear. Right. And that's what you do. You just move to the sideline. Don't trade this. Move to the sidelines. Go to, into a money market account because every 401k has an option. You can do growth stocks, value stocks, bonds, step to the side and go to just money market funds because you're, okay. you know, that will retain the most value. And then, you know, when uh, Q4 and Q1 roll around and everyone's vomiting and in fear, that's when you go back into stocks. You buy okay. low, you sell high. This is not that hard, but psychologically, <laughs> everyone does it. The, the Everyone does it exactly. They buy at the top, they sell at the bottom. Even professionals do that. I saw people on Wall Street do that all the time because they're no better than the average dude. Mm. Um, and uh, so, and it's not, look, the world's not going to end. If you've got two wage earners, one of you loses your job, you know, tighten up the ship, save for a rainy day fund, you know, and also like I've been saying this forever, form networks of people to lean on. I mean, you're going to have to lean on people. If you got to, if you, if, if someone, uh, if, if two people lose their jobs, you know, go move in with your mom and dad for a little bit. Don't, you don't, 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 you know, this is not, you know, don't, don't let the, you know, your ego get in the way of, um, you know, figuring this out and, you know, and there'll be, you know, there'll be a spring again and jobs will come back, but the, the universal basic income will be dangled in front of you and you will have to sign on to the central bank digital currency 
to in get order that. to get it. So, yeah. So it's like the it's like the new vaccine. It's like, are you going to yeah. take it? Right. Yeah. There, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to take it? And and uh, I think one of the things that's very hopeful about what's going on is if we can wake up most people to the fact they've been poisoned, all of this nonsense becomes exposed, and we have like basically. Um, a, 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 an engaged, red-pilled political body that can change the world. Now, okay. it's either going to be done peacefully or violently. Violently will come uh, if they're successful in the tyrannical lockdown, and then you know they want everybody to be on a UBI mm -hmm. with vaccines until you, you know as far, far as the eye can see. If that system comes, I, I opt out. I become the resistance. Right now, it's still peaceful, and we have a right. chance. Right. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to come violent. I'm just going to become, I'm just going to not participate. Yeah. And, you know, well, if they come at us and yeah, yeah. And they're going to use physical force and I can, you know, th th that was not unheard of in COVID-19 during lockdowns. We had the arrests of parents. We had the arrests of dissenters. We had SWAT teams sent to people's residences over, you know, you know, um, quarantine. So that's, they 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 tiptoed around it here in the U.S. and they really wanted it, you know. In the fourth quarter of 2021, uh, that I, I don't. I hopefully, people don't forget that was the scariest time in this country. There were serious people, pundits, politicians who floated the idea of uh, rounding up the unvaccinated and putting them in camps. That right. was an idea. Yeah, uh, Kramer on uh, uh, Jim Kramer on CNBC said that famously. So did lots of others. Yes, uh, we were close. Yeah, we were close. And if that had gone down, um, I would be a, a different uh, person right now. I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be I, I would be a revolutionary if that went down. You'd be starting the the militia out on Maui, huh? Not even a militia. I, 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 I would I'd be I, I'd be I'd be trying to do something even bigger than that. But <laughs> don't um, say it. <laughs> No, not not no, no. I mean, like like a, like an international organization. Yeah. Not 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 just like you know scrambling for um, pigs right. and chicken. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think that I had Dr. Peter McCullough on a, about a month ago, and we were talking about the the Rasmussen polling and what is now widely accepted as a pretty solid twenty five, maybe even thirty percent of Americans who are unvaccinated, who did not, they were dangled the, the vaccine, right? And many of them lost fortune. They lost jobs. They lost friends and family. They were ridiculed. They were isolated because of that decision to not be vaccinated. But now we're seeing that group kind of coalesce into what you talked about, this kind of um, coalition of people, multi-political affiliation, black, white, old, young. It's kind of very interesting, kind of an interesting group, right? And I think that that group is growing. That could be the basis for the resistance to the central banking digital currency. And I think people should be prepared for that. What I'm taking away from you today is that they are going to try to collapse our economy. It's very difficult to do that. 340 million people, it's a large economy, but they're going to try to create the new crisis. They will use the new crisis then, number one, to cover up what they did before. And then number two, to move us into the new the new consolidated power structure with the central banking digital currency and the universal banking or universal basic income. And you're saying that's kind of like 
that's that's what they're going to ask you to do. We need enough people to say no. Is that what I'm hearing correctly? Well, the the the, the idea that, that they are going to collapse the economy, I don't even think uh, it's beyond their control. Okay. So the, the system is the system. It's going to collapse. Okay. They probably they probably know they can't prevent it, so they're planning on how to take advantage of it. That, I think that that that's that they they, they can't they, they're not Bengali right uh, people that control everything. Yeah. I, the, 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 this is baked into the cake. It's beyond their control. Mm-hmm. It's system. The system is expiring, and it, they they're hanging on for dear life to what little power they have left. Got and, it. You know, if you're the people on top of a system that's going to implode the politicians and the central bankers you don't want to take the blame so what do you do you create a system to control the new system and that's what they're trying to do uh when this economy collapses it's basically collapsing because of the mistakes of the politicians and the central bankers they'll create a narrative they'll point i don't even know what the narrative there's going to be a narrative over the next six months that they'll point to as the reason the economy collapsed. What could it be? Let's, what could it know. possibly be? It's got to be something. Oh, it'll be something. They'll make up some nonsense. It yeah. could be a war. It could be a war. It could be a, um, it could be, uh, you know, a, a, a cyber outage that they mm-hmm. concoct that doesn't really do any, you know, it, they'll just make something up. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned um, AI. What is that going to rule? I don't like AI. Do you like AI? I don't like it at all. And I, I think it's well, clunkier than they make it out to be. I think it kind of no, I, don't think, I don't think it's as, as, as great as everyone thinks it is. I do think it's, an, it's a tool. I call it a first draft. You know, yeah. I look at it this way. When I was in college, uh, I didn't have Word document. I had to type all my papers on a typewriter. Yeah. I wish Word document was there when I that, that, that was a time suck. Typing yeah. college papers was a time suck. Yeah. Then Word comes. That that revolutionized um, productivity. Then they started to autocomplete sentences. That th- this basically just writes first drafts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it does. And yes, there's a lot of information in there and stuff. But you know, if you're doing silly things like writing standard operating procedures for your company, It'll you know, you can have chat. They'll they'll do it for you, and then you can yeah. you know you know. So I've been telling my my son use it. It's a first draft. I mean, AI's here. You can't get rid of it. It's a yeah. tool. Learn how, learn how to use the tool. But, yeah. you know, when the tool tells you something, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. I mean, right. it's great for just writing things. But like when it's like when you ask it if the vaccines are harmful, it gives you gobbledygook. So, yeah. you know, it's it, yeah, not there's nothing like though. a human organic brain to like think right. and no, process no. and create. And I, I don't. I, I think they'd like to believe they can create, you know, the new the new cyborg and merge man and machine. And they have all these grand plans. But I agree with you in the sense that they're they're much clunkier. They're not as brilliant as they think they are. In fact, a lot of these institutions are made up of lazy, lazy, simple minded people <laughs> from my perspective yeah. that that haven't had to compete in a very long time. And they're just not that good at what they do. So I I. I it doesn't scare me as much as I just, um, you know, I just, I think that, that it's, it's used often to scare a lot of people. And then they are moved into like apathy, like going into their, their bunker because they're afraid of everything, you know? And I don't think, I don't want that to happen either. I think it's hype. I mean, I don't think, I don't think it can't think like a human. It can't do deductive reasoning. Like, I mean, look, 
I came at the vaccines the, the old fashioned way, like deductive reasoning. Right. Uh, and, and it was a mosaic of data points that all conspired to tell me the vaccine's doing this. Yeah. Uh, AI can't look at actually, you know, pull actuarial data and U.S. disability data and come up with a thesis. It just reports what is fed into it. So it's, it's right. not as smart. It, and what they want to do is convince people it's smart so they can then populate it with their own narratives. That's all. That This is a scam. Okay. A bit of a scam in my mind. It's not a scam. The, the technology is the technology. Right. You can use it. But how they're selling it is a scam. That's my personal opinion. I, you know, I, I, I tend to agree with you on that. We're uh, we're talking to Ed Dowd. He is a founding member of Finance Technologies and the author of Cause Unknown. We're talking about the signals, what we're going to see in the next 18 to 24 months. The point is to prepare and to realize there is a lot of agency. Every individual from their own corner of the world, according to your own unique talents and abilities, you have the power to protect yourself, protect your family, zig when everyone else is zagging. If you understand, if you look at history and you look at people with their heads screwed on straight who aren't living in the bubble that was created for us, and, and that's Edward Dowd. That's what they do over at Finance Technologies. That's why we like to have him on. When we come back, I want to talk about the uh, political, as we close out the show, uh, the political landscape. You mentioned that um, you know this, this bomb is coming, this economic bomb. People are going to lose jobs. The stock market potentially could crash. It's going to be very, very difficult economically for people, but also we're going to have the threat of new government intrusions into our lives and into our economies. Um None of our politicians are talking about this, except for one, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who is like really kind of acknowledging all of this from a macro perspective. And um, it is it does have the impact of of you do feel like you're in bizarro world where debates are happening. Uh, Donald Trump's going after Biden's going after Donald Trump. You have debates on Capitol Hill about this crazy spending bill like no one's addressing this massive elephant in the middle of the room. That's what happened in 2020, what's happening with our economy. And I want to get your perspective on that, how people should navigate politics um, as they're asked to vote for candidates in 2024 and engage in this process that is so disconnected from reality, from my perspective. We'll be back to close out the show tonight with Edward Dowd. We are finishing out the Shannon Joy Show with a good friend, regular contributor, on this program, Edward Dowd, go get his book. It is Cause Unknown. It's one of the best out there. And he's one of the most brilliant thinkers and truth tellers on the face of the planet today. And I'm really, really honored that you're able to come in from time to time to the program, Edward, and tell us about like what's really going on. And I wanted to ask you about politics. I couldn't let you get out of my clutches without... <laughs> Talking about the insanity of the 2023 um, uh, primary cycle and then the campaign. As of right now, the two front runners and most of the the candidates vying for um, that that candidacy for 2024 are not talking about any of the things that you and I discussed on the program tonight. The most important things keeping so many millions of, of Americans in the dark, aided and embedded by the the lamestream old school news media. Um, how bizarre is it to you to watch this process emerge and play out 
when you have done so much work in identifying, like just even just the casualties of what, of 220 and 21 and 22, it's like breathtaking. It's, it's like a, a Holocaust that has happened. Um, how strange is it to you to see this process play out without acknowledgement of any of it? Uh, it's, it's, we live in a dystopian future this year. <laughs> I mean, it's a movie. I feel like I'm living in a movie. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. It's bizarre. It and is. I have, there's two classes of people. I call them the begotten, which are us, begotten are living and conscious, and then the unbegotten who aren't conscious and born yet. They're living in some sort of bizarro world where, uh, you know, yeah. everything's normal like it was. And this, if you have a normalcy bias, you're, you're, you're living in a uh, uh, clown world, and yeah. you're accepting clown world. If, I mean, I was asked by, um, I did, a, I did a, an interview podcast, and they, talked about Biden's recent fall. And I said, look, I'm not even tweeting that anymore. I don't care. I go, I go, Biden is an old decrepit man. He should be removed. He's got, he's got all sorts of uh, issues surrounding his uh, potential treason against the, co- the country with his payments from uh, foreign sources. Mm-hmm. But despite all that, given the apparent clown show that he is, I've been telling people, look, forget about Biden. Shame people who actually say anything normal, like if they try to pretend this is okay. Right. I, I was uh, at a barbecue and someone brought up Biden. I go, look, you're, I can't take you seriously because you're yeah. actually acting as if this guy is not incapacitated and you're a fool. I just walked away. And then yeah. and the person, didn't, they didn't know what to say because I dismiss, if they try to pretend that this, there's not, nothing wrong, you're, you are someone that's not serious and I don't want to talk to you anymore. It's called shame. Shame works. Okay. And anybody anybody that tries to pretend that this is normal is a clown. Yeah. And 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 then the whole nation should you know ask for him to be removed because it's an insult to our intelligence to pretend otherwise. Yeah. The guy can't function. Right. Period. Right. Well, and then you have uh, President, ex-President Donald Trump, who is the front runner in the Republican Party, who is doubling, tri- tripling, and quadrupling down on his COVID policies and Operation Warp Speed. Uh, recently, he told an audience that everybody wanted the vaccine and I gave them the vaccine and I did a great job and it saved hundreds of thousands of people to this day. Oh, he he's, he's had hundreds, hundreds of millions is what he Hundreds used. of millions. Yeah, look, he's not living in reality. Um, mm-hmm. Either he doesn't know or he can't admit a mistake. And yeah. uh, if you can't admit a mistake like that, uh, you're not my guy. So yeah. until yeah. he pulls a 180, apologizes, and uh, then presents uh, solutions, he is uh, not viable in my humble opinion. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, I was uh, uh, joined. I got. Uh, I had the honor of being asked during the exploratory phase of Bobby Kennedy's committee to be a, a co-treasurer. And the, awesome. I announced that after his candidacy. I'm a co-treasurer on his campaign. Wow. Do I agree with Bobby on every issue? No. But Bobby's platform is freedom first. Uh, he, he knows the score on the COVID vaccines. He knows the score on the economy. He knows the score on the CBDC. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, without freedom of press and censorship and freedom medically, we're just kicking around uh, uh, sand in the sandbox. So, while I don't agree with Bobby and every one of his stances, and he's changing some of his stances, he's come out recently and said that um, he's not going to take away anyone's guns, he's trying to figure out a way to you know, make school make schools safer. And he's starting to ask the question, isn't it weird how everybody who uh, 
shoot somebody is on these SSRIs. I saw and, that. Yeah. And so that's, you know, look, I call them murder suicide pills. Uh, <laughs> they don't work. Wow. Uh, they're, they're garbage. There's no such thing as, um, there's no such thing as a uh, chemical imbalance. That was just a marketing scam mm-hmm. that that's been proven in peer review studies over the last summer, uh, last year. Wow. So, 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 you know, again, I, you know, I'm Bobby's co-treasurer, uh, you know, I'm in the campaign, I'm involved, I'm in meetings. One of the things he said when we launched a uh, big meeting with the team, he said there were pollsters on the call and he and they were talking about what he, issues he should and shouldn't talk about. And he stopped him and said, I'm not going to lead from behind with polls like most politicians. I'm going to lead with the truth and my values. And that's wow. when I was like, that's when I was like, I'm on board. And you know, look, if Bobby goes sideways, I'm out, but he hasn't yet. And he's, he's he, you know, this guy, he just speaks the truth. Well, this is, this is very interesting because you're a guy. I mean, your business is looking at the signals, looking at all of the relevant data, um, you know, across, you know, the, the landscape and picking winners and losers, picking winning stocks or winning bonds, right? That's what you did at BlackRock for so many years. You're hugely successful. Most people say that there's no way in hell that Bobby Kennedy would ever be able to get the Democratic nom- nomination or even a Ron DeSantis, so to speak, right? The All of the smartest people in the room and all of the consultants are saying it is going to be Trump and it's going to be Biden. What would you say about that? Because it looks like you're saying, you know what, this guy does have a shot or else you wouldn't be investing your time and energy into working with him. Well, so here I identified a trend that is emerging. It's called truth and integrity and the leaders of tomorrow have it. Uh, the leaders of today don't. And this is a trend that is going to, it's starting off small and it's going to explode. And Bobby has it. And when I went uh, to the American Freedom Alliance and announced that I was uh, his co-treasurer and supporting him because I kept it off the radar because I wanted his candidate. It's not about me. It's about him. So I wanted him to get his announcement out. Yeah. And I, I said, I said, look, this is an emerging trend. And because of that trend, I'm endorsing Bobby Kennedy, who's speaking truth and integrity to his own values. So mm. this is a trend. Whether Bobby, I, you know, I'm hopeful that he wins the nomination for uh, uh, the, the, the DNC. But if he doesn't, he's setting himself up for 28. So it's either it's either going to happen this cycle or next. Mm. Truth and integrity is, a, is an emerging trend. And we don't have that currently from any of our leadership at the, at the moment. Well, and I think for the first time in my history, you know, I've been I've been doing the show for 10 years. I've been following politics for two decades. This is the first time I've ever seen a coalition of really brilliant people across the country around this issue of medical freedom and this group, this voting block, essentially a passionate voting block of the quote unquote unvaccinated. I mean, if it's if it's 25 percent, that is that's tectonic in terms of politics that is yeah. that's a moment where you could you could see one of the two major political parties just fall away go the way of the whigs and see something replace it completely um which would be you know again i mean revolutionary and i could see that happening i could see even if even if he didn't say DeSantis and and Kennedy don't penetrate through the corrupt political institutions because let's be honest the democrat republican republican parties like they're built to keep good honest altruistic (laughs) truth and integrity people out because the systems are so corrupted so you can't you can't get through them unless you 
unless you make accommodations and you you make those deals that make you unable to make the right decisions once you're in office. But I could see something coming around from the outside of that, potentially changing the whole political landscape. Uh, I think I think change is coming, uh, whether it's peaceful or violent. I hope it's peaceful, but if it gets if it gets violent and we go into civil, some people are predicting civil war. I don't want I don't want to see that. But if we go into an economic crisis and we have a population that sits on the dole, and then we have the workers they're gonna, they're going to try to tax you to death. That's when that we got problems, and that's when states start seceding from the federal sure. government. Sure. And that, that 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 so we 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 need uh, a leader who's going to come in and make some tough. No matter who whoever takes office is 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 got a, a problem. It needs to be fixed. We have debt issues. We have yeah. uh, monetary issues that need to be fixed. We need a new system. We need to basically rethink the whole thing. And uh, until we do. It's just more of the same, more of the same, more of the yeah. same. What I liked about Bobby Kennedy is that he really is looking at the Constitution as his guidepost. And I think that's an area. I mean, the Constitution is it's a pretty brilliant document, um, the Declaration of Independence, um, our Bill of Rights. And so that's something that I think you could begin to kind of reset things and listen, like we were never, we were, we, we were, the country is built as a republic, a constitutional republic. We were never meant, I mean, our lives were never meant to hinge like completely on, you know, politics in Washington, D.C. We, we were supposed to govern ourselves locally, decentralized. The, the 50 states had a lot of authority. You had checks and balances, both vertically and horizontally, and all that was built into place. It's only over the past 20, 30 years that we've seen just this massive corrupt consolidation of power among, you know, corporate elites, banking elites, and, you know, government entities in D.C. So it doesn't have to be this way. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, there, we have moments in our history where things we're reset and we can do it again, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And the biggest problem is this. I mean, the large corporations have figured out the game and the game is this. You have a budget, you an R&D budget. Let's say it's a billion dollars. And that budget is to create new products that are better than the current products and or find new markets for new products. Um, and uh, that, that, that requires work. Yeah. But they found that it was easier to take $100 million and lobby their uh, lawmakers to mm. create barriers to entry for smaller guys. Competition. And so, that, and so that's how you do it. And so that's why the big have gotten bigger and the small can compete because they're, they're, you know, they can absorb these bureaucratic costs. The small guy can't. So they... Right. They they kind of they 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 actually want regulation to get rid of the small competitors so they can get market share and that yeah. that's the game and that's that's it's corporate fascism and we saw that on clear display with you know, the pharmaceutical industry basically um, uh, hooking up with the government to mandate a product by law right uh, the Pfizer COVID nineteen and the Moderna COVID nineteen vaccines are some of the most successful consumer products ever in the history of the world <laughs> ever. Yeah, because they, they, because they were coerced. That's oh, yeah. Barrel of a gun. Don't yeah. get if you don't get the vaccine, you can't go to work, can't go to school, can't leave in Australia, you know, in certain uh, countries or certain uh, countries in Europe, you couldn't buy groceries. And how, I mean, and how did they do that? They did that through fear. 
Yep. Fear disables the mind. Yep. What I find super interesting is the body counts in 2020. Uh, everyone who died was uh, screamed about uh, all the COVID cases. The numbers now are, are worse than they, by far than they were in 2020 in terms of excess deaths, disabilities, yeah. and, and injuries. And nary a peep because those numbers don't serve the narrative. So yeah. we have a pandemic now of the vaccinated. That's what it is. You can mm. live in la-la land and pretend it's not going on. But good luck to you. I live in reality. Me too. I live in reality too, Edward Dowd. And I'm so glad <laughs> that we are in reality together and that this movement is growing and it is growing. And you are a big part of that. Um, good luck with um, your involvement with Bobby Kennedy's campaign. We are watching that closely here in the program and we will be reporting on the outsiders. Um, I'm kind of the mindset that Biden and Trump are kind of no goes. We're not, I'm, I'm like you said, I'm just not even reporting on them because they just, they're done. They have um, showed their cards. I, I'm interested in the outsiders. And so we're going to be keeping an eye on all of it right here on the Shannon Dre Show. Anything else you want to tell the audience? Anywhere you want them to go? Anything you want them to do before I let you go? Oh, our website, financetechnologies.com, spelled PH. It's got all the, uh, the whole mosaic under the Humanity Project of all our research on the vaccine. We it's this was an extensive project done for free that is available to you to take to any of your school boards, uh, employers, lawmakers. It, it, it literally we, we we are the axe on this issue. Okay. We have all the recruit. Um, then the book, uh, Cause Unknown, is designed to be given to your loved ones that are still thinking you're crazy. You know, you'll love it yourself, but buy it for yourself and give it to someone. Don't 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 sit on it. And, you know, a lot of people are having success leaving it on the coffee table. Apparently it, it starts conversation. So the book is kind of a Paul Revere cry of the British are coming. It's a pamphlet, so to speak, that will convince other people that they've been duped because I come at it without the who and the why. I just go, look, these are the numbers. Right. If it's not the vaccine, what is it? Why aren't you hearing about it? Right. Well, and I can say I mentioned in my anecdotal story that just happened less than a week ago with a friend. I mean, vaccinated, boosted, double boosted, yeah. both. And it was like it was it was instantaneous. Right. So I think that there is a segment of the population, Edward, that is ready to hear this. They're ready Correct. for it. They're ready to hear it. They've they've heard all the lies. And that's when we really need to capitalize on that. And that's going to take individual people purchasing the book putting it on the coffee table or giving it to a friend, bring it to your medical doctor, the next appointment that you have, you know, hand it to a doctor, um, get it out there as much as you can. Thank you so much for the work that you've done, Edward. I really appreciate everything that you do and keep it up. Okay. Thank you. I will take care. All right. Okay. And thank you to our sponsors, goldco.com slash Shannon Joy and the Vanish Holster. Also the folks over at Wellness Company, we love them. They are providing such a great service to people who cannot get medical care in their own hometown. Dr. Peter McCullough is um, one of the chief uh, scientific officers over there. Like I said before, I trust him implicitly and it's a great company. Make sure you go to getwellwithshannonjoy.com. That's getwellwithshannonjoy.com and check out all their products and services. All right, big thanks to Ed Dowd. Make sure you pick up the book, Cause Unknown, and go visit the website. It is financed with a PH Technologies. You can get access to all of their information. All right, we'll be back tomorrow to do it all again right here on the Shannon Joy Show.